millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, this is Zibby Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Have Sex. This weekly podcast features... Three questions answered by international expert Tracy Cox, the author of 17 books, including her most recent book, Great Sex Starts at 50. In fact, if you want that book, you can go to chroniclebooks.com and use promo code GREATSEX at checkout for 30% off. So if you want Tracy's latest book, Great Sex Starts at 50, enter GREATSEX at checkout on chroniclebooks.com. Now, enjoy our three questions, and if you want to submit your own questions, go to zibbyowens.com slash sex and anonymously enter questions you'd like Tracy to answer. Now, enjoy! Get excited! And if you find you loved this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a rating, write a review, it all helps. And if you really love the way I do this podcast, check out Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, plus Wake Up and Write for more podcast fun. Hi, Tracy. How are you doing? It's our first episode. Are you excited? I'm very excited indeed. <laughs> Get excited. Time for Moms Don't Have Time to Have Sex. <laughs> Well, you are like the true expert of all of this. So I am just here to ask the questions that either are frequently asked questions you get or through the website, zibbyowens.com slash sex, where you can ask whatever questions you want if you're a listener. So that's where these questions are from. And I want to make it perfectly clear that these are not my questions and have not come from my life in any way, shape or form. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. My husband always says to me, he says, can you just make it clear if it isn't anything to do with our sex life either? So maybe I should put that proviso in as well. Great. So this is about nobody we know. These are, not, <laughs> these are not questions for a hypothetical friend. These are actual questions from other people whose names we will keep out of the podcast. Okay. Well, anyway, this show, it's our first episode and we are going to format this as a question and answer, kind of like a real life Dear Abby podcast for sex. <laughs> Dr. Ruth-ish. So because you are such this amazing sexpert, international sexpert and everything, you can answer these questions better than anybody. And that's what we'll try to do today. Okay. So, okay. Fire away. <laughs> All right. I'll just jump in with question one of three. The first question for the day. Okay. My husband doesn't seem interested in having sex with me, but I caught him having a solo sex session, quote unquote, while watching porn. He thought I was asleep, but I crept in and saw him in the office. I feel massively insulted. How do I deal with this? Okay. Well, the first thing is not to feel massively insulted because lots of men and lots of women supplement the sex they have with their partners with solo sex sessions, usually watching porn. So, and this is actually not a bad thing for your sex life, by the way. It's a very good thing because it means that if one of you is in the mood for sex and the other one isn't, you know how to look after yourself. And for men, it keeps the penis nice and in good condition. So all the all the blood flowing through those chambers is a very good thing, keeps it nice and oxygenated. 
But that's not what's happening here because he's actually replacing sex with porn sex. And that's a completely different scenario. The first thing it's unlikely to be is that he doesn't find you attractive, that he's not in love with you, which is the first thing that everybody imagines is going wrong, right? What it is likely to be is one of three other things. The first is that he probably think, well, he might think that he's doing you a favor. Now, lots of men secretly think that their wives or their partners don't particularly like sex or too busy, too hassle. She's too stressed at the moment. I won't ask her. I'll just look after myself. So it could be that he thinks he's doing you a favor by looking after himself. The second reason is he might just be really lazy. And Porn sex, think about porn sex, it's just, it's such lazy sex of it. It's zero effort. Most men have their favourite website, the type of porn. They often have the favourite clip that they clip on every single time and it's job over in about two minutes. Now, even if you're in a relationship, you've still got to put effort in to get your partner to have sex with you. And, you know, even if that's minimal effort, you've got to be in the right headspace to be able to do that. So maybe if something else is happening in his life, perhaps he's stressed, you know, with COVID, COVID and lockdown, there's so many things that people are worried about. He might just be going for the easy option because he literally doesn't have the mental energy or physical energy to sort of get you in the mood and make all that effort. Okay. <laughs> now, the final one, which it could be, or the most likely reasons anyway, you don't give your age, but if he is over 40 and he used to love sex and now he's just not going there at all and avoiding it and won't even talk about it, it is invariably an erection problem. And the reason why men resort to porn instead of you know dealing with the intense shame and embarrassment that they feel for admitting something as human as their penis is not working they would rather have no sex at all than have to admit this so what they do is they just quietly withdraw rather than talking to you about it and they start just having porn sex because there's no one there to witness if they ejaculate too soon or if they can't get an erection and you don't need an erection to have an orgasm by the way so he could easily have an orgasm watching porn and there's no one there to witness his humiliation his perceived humiliation so they're the three most likely things so what you have to do now of course is what's the solution to everything talk to him about it which is the bit that no one wants to do of course so you just say something like you know I've noticed we're not having sex like we used to can we talk about that I miss it and that should be if you say it calm enough and not in an accusatory way you should sort of just end up having a nice, calm discussion about what's going on. Now, if you are desperate to tell him that you know, say, listen, I, I know that you're watching porn and masturbating because I wandered into the office the other night and I saw you, and I'm just wondering why you chose doing that over having sex with me. Is there a reason and can we discuss it? And if you make it clear that it's not that he's in trouble for watching porn, that you don't mind that, so long as he's having sex with you as well, then you can start to get to the bottom of it. But he will be defensive and he will be embarrassed to begin with. But at least once it's out there, both of you start thinking about it and it becomes easier to talk about. And the good conversation is always what sorts out nearly every sex problem. Very interesting. I wonder what happens if it's some sort of disturbing thing that you see on the screen. Well, that's a totally different question. Isn't okay, it? okay, we'll get to that in another, <laughs> another episode. A whole other answers. <laughs> Okay, well, that was very interesting. Do you remember that Friends episode where she's caught him watching something on sharks, some sharks in an aquarium, and she thought that he was into shark porn? It was <laughs> I didn't see that one. Hilarious. Oh, it was so funny. Anyway, it just reminded me of it then. 
All right. Well, those are good tips, particularly the communication tip, which obviously isn't that like what solves most problems. I don't know, but it's, it's easy to say, just like go talk about it, but then I don't know, sometimes talking is not that easy on both sides. So yeah. Anyway, the thing with that though is that once you do it once, it's broken the ice, and you'll find you it, you won't ever be embarrassed again. So if you have one sex talk, you've solved all the future sex talks. If you know what I mean. I bet listeners might disagree with that. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll come back to communication. Maybe we'll do a whole thing on that. Okay. Here's question number two. <laughs> I dreamt I had wild sex with the doorman of our building who is middle-aged and sweet, but so not attractive. I've been unable to meet his eyes ever since. What's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> that makes me laugh. I think we've all had sex dreams about people and you wake up and you think, oh my God, what on earth was that all about? It definitely doesn't mean that you're secretly lusting after the dorm and have some sort of dad thing going on. And it's interesting with dream analysis because you get one school of thought that says, you know, yes, they're definitely trying to tell you something, all these sex dreams. And the other school of thought is that, no, it's just your brain randomly firing off thoughts and clear, your brain clearing of all the stuff that it doesn't need to remember and store. And I have to say, most people probably weigh on the latter side that it is just your brain firing off random images. But our dreams definitely do reflect our waking state. I mean, if you go to bed and you're stressed, you're going to have a sort of anxiety dream or something anxious. And there is logical elements to this. I mean, if you ha- are having no sex and you're quite a sexual person, you will have more sex dreams you know if you're fantasizing about something in real life they will star in your nocturnal fantasies so so there is a bit of a link there but if there's one thing everybody does agree on it's this it's that only the dreamer knows the true meaning of the dream so it's more about how you react to the dream than what you actually dreamt and the best way to describe this is is i would say is is a dream about flying for instance like For me, that would be a fantastic dream because if that was my superpower, that would be the one I'd want to be able to fly. My sister is terrified of flying, terrified. So she dreamt of flying. It would be a nightmare for her. She'd wake up in a frothing mess. So it's not what you dream. It's your reaction to it that is more important. And also, the person in your dream is the least important element in your dream, according to dream analysis. And the reason, and especially if there's somebody that you see all the time like a doorman. Now, this is because of what's called the continuity theory, which comes compliments of good old Sigmund Freud, who for once in this theory is very straightforward and it makes sense. He basically says you're more likely to dream about people that you see all the time. So someone like a doorman featuring in your dreams means nothing, basically, because they're just in your thoughts because they've been floating around in there all day. But if you do want to try and get deep about it, there are, I looked up a few bits of dream research, which are quite interesting, that they said that if you dream you're having sex with someone you're not attracted to, it could be that you're still searching for your dream lover. Because we all have a type, we all struggle to move past that type in real life. So in our dreams, we're not bound by these sort of boundaries. So, you know, say, you know, you describe the dormant as sweet, say you have a history of going out with bad boys, this might be your subconscious saying, how about you consider nice men? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And another more bizarre one was all about how if you are having intercourse with somebody that you don't aren't attracted to in real life, it could be it's, it could be about the symbolic exchange of of sort of knowledge and so in other words what does this person represent to you so again going on the sweet thing with the doorman maybe what you want is to be more sweet yourself and so maybe every time you walk into the building you think god I'm such a cow to everyone at work and he's so sweet maybe it's a wake-up call in that sense personally I'm not so into all these deep interpretations but what I reckon that is something that you do need to pay attention to is if you're having lots of dreams and particularly about a similar theme then you need to look at your real life sex life like say for instance you're having wild sex with your partner and you're dreaming of quite intimate almost boring sex could be that you want to mix up your sex styles I mean a good relationship has lots of different types of sex in it you know if the opposite is happening you're having really boring sex with your partner and you're dreaming of orgies and sex with other women and all sorts (laughs) you need to have more adventurous sex in real life so there's something in it but nothing in it if you know what I mean so no you're not to sum up not secretly lusting after the sweet little doorman (laughs) (laughs) okay question number three and by the way this is like so mortifying for me to even read these questions so I'm trying to just get through it and not sound too awkward about it but for the love of the podcast <laughs> okay I love receiving oral sex but get waylaid by thinking about what my partner is thinking while he's doing it do men really enjoy giving oral sex or do they pretend they do I am now whispering this even though there's no one in the room <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. Now, I have been asked this so many times, and I'm really glad that this question came up because you have no idea the amount of times women say to me, oh, my God, how can men do that? Because when a woman gives a man oral sex, there's lots of fresh air around his penis and it's all nice and neat. And women, when they think about their own genitals, they're awful about them. They're like, oh, my God, they're so squishy and they're weird colour and they remind me of an oyster. And why do men want to even go near them? And, and it's sort of this genital shame that we have is just bizarre as women. It really is. I mean, we joke about it, but it's not a great thing. And the research is overwhelming that the majority of men love giving oral sex to women and if you're a lesbian they love giving you know women love giving oral sex to each other as well because the thing about oral sex is that it's one of the most important parts of sex for most people I mean receiving it it feels amazing because tongues and mouths are much more adept at at stimulating areas of ourselves than clumsy old fingers and penises so they it feels great but also for the giver it feels great for them as well for several reasons And, and So one of them is 
intimacy. Now, our genitals are intensely private and it's way more intimate for somebody to give you oral sex than it is to have intercourse with somebody. So I think when you when you allow somebody to give you oral sex, it's, it gives them an erotic thrill. It's like, wow, this person's allowing me to do this. You know, so that's a big thrill. But of course, the biggest turn on is being able to have the power to arouse someone to the point of orgasm. And I mean, watching, you know, having the ability to do that is a, is a massive power, sexual power rush, isn't it, to be able to do that. So that is the biggest turn on. Now, if your so your partner wants to look up as he's giving your old sex and think, wow, look at that. She's moaning. She's got her head thrown back. She's having a great time. If he looks up and instead you're looking down thinking, now, is he there for the right reason or is he just pretending? That not only disturbs your enjoyment of it, it actually takes away his incentive for doing it. So instead of looking up and seeing you highly aroused, he's looking up and thinking she's not enjoying this. So park those distracting thoughts. And the way to do that is to focus on what you're feeling. And this is true for body shame issues of any, you know, if you're thinking, am I looking too fat? Am I this? Am I this? Focus on what you're feeling, not on what you think your partner's thinking or what they're looking at or whatever. Just close your eyes and feel the sensations. And if that's all too difficult, have a little fantasy ready to run in your head. It might be an erotic, you know, erotic book that you've read, or it might be something that you've watched if you watch erotic, or it might be a scene from a film. And just have that in your head and sort of incorporate what's happening to you into that. And it really is good at keeping you from doing that awful spectatoring where you're suddenly above yourself looking down and thinking, what's going on here? And I need to check on everything. So that would be my result for that one. But interestingly, when I was researching this one, I found an article in the cut, you know, the New York magazine thing. And they did a roundup, Zibi, of all the, the main sex therapists in New York and just said to them, well, what can you tell us about oral sex with your clients? And all of them said it's women that shut it down. You know, there's very few men who don't want to give oral sex to their partners. It's women who say, oh, no, they're worried about the way they smell. They're worried about the way they look. They're worried if they're laboring on the right size. They're, so women are the ones that say no to oral sex. And, and it's crazy to say no to oral sex because that's how most women have their orgasms with their partners, not through intercourse, through oral sex. So that's my take on that. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. So it's okay for women to be fantasizing about other things. What about if it's another man? It's fine. Do you know, 85%, there's some, it was either 85 or 87% of people in long-term relationships fantasize about other people when they're having sex with their partner. What you do in your head is your business. I wouldn't suggest telling your partner that. <laughs> you were fantastic then as Brad Pitt. You know, like, but everybody does it. It's what you do to get, monogamy can be boring. So if you spice it up in your head, anything you do in your head is fine. Anything you do in your bed is completely different. But being unfaithful in your head is absolutely fine. Everybody does it. They might not admit it, but everybody does it, Zibi. Even you. I'm not admitting a thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And now we're going to close each episode with a sex tip from you. So what is your sex tip du jour? Okay. Okay, my sex tip for the day is that enthusiasm is more attractive than what society thinks of as a hot or perfect body. And it really is. You, I mean, women especially need to absorb this because looks fade, but a genuine love of sex will always make you a brilliant lover. It 
always will. It's the number one thing. Any survey in the world, any research, enthusiasm comes across as the key thing, not what the person looks like hmm. or their genitals. <laughs> Good to keep in mind. Wow. Well, this has been super interesting. <laughs> Thank you, Tracy. This is this is awesome. So for listeners who have questions, go to my website, zibbyowens.com slash sex, and you can enter your questions there. I don't even have a thing to put your email address or your name. It's completely 100% anonymous, and it just goes into some random form. So don't be ashamed. No question is too outlandish. And then Tracy's going to pick three each week to discuss and you can also enter any comments there but I guess I shouldn't really open that can of worms <laughs> not too many comments please and please make as embarrassing as you possibly can so Zippy will be beside herself reading them out yeah, yeah. exactly oh my gosh I was already I, I was thinking about my sound editors as we're doing this episode like what are they gonna think after like three years of editing my book podcast but anyway uh, it's great though we need to have conversations about sex and this is a very good forum to do it I agree. And, you know, I feel like for busy women, especially, what are they going to do? Like go out and like have books all over their apartment about sex? Like that would be a giveaway, right? I don't know. I think there's like no good way to get advice unless you're talking to your best friends or something like that. And anyway, so hopefully this can be the best friend stand in, but way better since you're a certified expert in this area. So um, I can't wait to see what happens with this podcast after we really get going week after week of all these tips. This is like, I'm excited to see where it goes. Let's think of what we still learn. Yes. (laughs) You know them already. You probably know them already. It's going to be great fun. It's going to be really good fun. So I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, as many questions as we possibly can get that's great and because the more questions we get the more variety we get and we can get an idea of what people most want to know and we're also going to have a column on the moms don't have time to write medium site which you can find on medium searching moms don't have time to write which is also on my website zibby owens if you are looking for it there and we will have q a columns each week as well with more information great Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, Tracy. And thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm wondering if you're blushing or if you feel like you're armed with better knowledge. I feel like we have some really good tips in there that are actionable. And, you know, I think I feel good going off into the world (laughs) with these in my back pocket. So thanks, Tracy. And thanks, everybody, for listening. My pleasure. Okay. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Have Sex. If you want more, listen to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, plus Wake Up and Write. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, please leave a review, rate, subscribe, all of that good stuff that helps this podcast get on the charts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.